Fuck, it's hot. It is gross. Is it, is it hot by you? Yeah, it was hot and muggy today, definitely. Yeah. I want rain. Make it rain. Oh, we've had plenty of rain. Plenty I know rain. you have. Fucking tornadoes at O'Hare. Yeah. There we go. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, there was oof. Lake Patty Dwight in the backyard that day. And Barkus would not go outside. Well, he's a smart fucking dog. I know he is, but he didn't <laughs> want to jump in the lake. <laughs> That's right. Of course not. I'll fucking pee inside, Ma. <laughs> Please don't. Look, Ma. All penis. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com and uh, catch up on all of our back episodes. Uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you uh, listen to your podcast. Engage with us on social media at Symbol Pirate Alice, at Symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at Symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to listen on Apple, pretty please with sugar on top, give us a five star review. So, folks, Patty called me a slacker this week because I only watched two things. Nah, total slacker. Whatever. 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 But you've got four. I got four. All right. Let's just jump into it. Woohoo! Because then we gotta we gotta talk about something. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. So so you start. I will start. Uh, the first thing I have, is, uh, all my things are on Netflix this week. Uh, the first one is a movie called Hypnotic. It is not the Ben Affleck thing. This is from 2001, this movie. Okay. The new Ben Affleck thing is this year, and I, I didn't know about it until I was looking up this movie. Okay. <laughs> to remind myself what it was about. So this is about a woman who she broke up with her fiancé, her friend encourages her to seek some help from a renowned therapist that her friend's been going to that um, has really helped her a lot. So she's like, fine, I'll go. And he suggests some hypnotherapy. As you do. As you do. I mean, your therapist says, let's try it. Okay, fine. After a handful of sessions, though, she starts having some weird dreams and she's losing time. And... When she starts to investigate what's happening here, things get really fucked up, as they do when you go under hypnosis with some creepy doctor in a creepy office. Yep. Yep. And that's pretty much what it's about. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's really a mediocre film. I totally guessed most of what was going to happen before it happened. How long is it? Oh, like I looked that up. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm just. It wasn't okay. that long. It was maybe like maybe ninety-ish minutes. It's eighty-eight minutes, is what. It oh is. shit! So, do you recommend it? There's so much other stuff out there that is just better. No, I would not say to watch this one, which is why I'm being really short with it because it's really. I mean, if you come across it, don't waste your time. There are other things. Got many, it. Many, many other things. <laughs> so last week I did a reality show mm -hmm. and this week I'm going to do a reality show Oh, and it's called flip the strip. Have you heard of this? No. Uh, flip the strip is actually on HGTV mm -hmm. and 
performers from Australia's Thunder from Down Under star in a new HGTV series because they are strippers by night and expert tradesmen by day, actually. Really? So, as it turns out, a lot of those guys were expert tradesmen. They just happened to be all cute and shit with nice bodies, so they figured they'd come over here and make some cash. Well, I would. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, if I could All I have cash, to be is good-looking and hot? You bet. Yeah, Give me the money. Uh, yeah, shit. So, I watched it. And, and this kind of goes part and parcel with the first trip Laura and I ever took with each other, and it was to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I said to her at the time, if you want to go see the thunder from down under, let's fucking go. I am, I am, I am secure enough, and I and uh, I love her, and fuck it, why not, right? Yeah. Because it could be fun. Yeah, totally. So, so I was watching this, kind of like previewing it for her, like, oh, we should watch this because we're frequent HDTV watchers. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it's disappointing. Oh, but not for the reason you think. The reason it's disappointing is because when these guys are actually building shit, it's boring as fuck. <laughs> what kind of stuff are they building? They're just renovating a house or an apartment or something. They're they're okay. doing regular HGTV shit. Okay. Where it gets interesting is when you find out that these guys are expert tradesmen. And that they actually have, you know, well, now they have day jobs as opposed to just their night job. Right. But what I found more interesting was kind of their compelling stories. Hmm. So I almost wanted a reality version of Magic Mike. Okay. Because that, to me, was the story. And especially then when you, when you are introduced to their boss... Uh, she is also Australian, and I guess she pulled all these guys together, put together an act, and took it to Vegas, and now, you know, they're all making money. Okay. But but do I recommend it as an HGTV show? No. But if this were on Bravo or something like that or wherever, and it was about how these guys became the Thunder from Down Under, I would totally watch it. What about... If it was a Thunder from Down Under documentary. Yes. Yeah, exactly. If it that were a docu-series. Okay. And, and even better, a docu-series focusing on one member per episode. Yeah. Okay. See, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And because to me, if you're going to have the Thunder from Down Under and exploit that in the marketing of your show, then these motherfuckers better be taking off their shirts renovating houses. I want to see oiled up dudes, <laughs> like like fucking oh, nailing shit to the wall. Oh, there's a good soundbite there. Well, but it's true. <laughs> but it but it's absolutely true. Oh yeah. And 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 we have talked about this over the years. We have done this podcast that if you're going to have female body objectification, then it should be equal male body objectification, right? Mm-hmm. So if you center a show on people who take their clothes off for a living, where it's boring is that these are just burly dudes doing house renos. Mm. I don't really care. There are a thousand shows on HGTV that do that. And quite frankly, do it better. 
There's a thousand shows all over doing that, yeah. Right, but a docu-series on them would be fucking fascinating. So do I recommend Flip the Strip? No. Hmm. But if you want to learn more about the thunder from down under, you can get little bits here and there. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a documentary. Okay. Uh, This one is called Take Care of Maya. It's also on Netflix. And it is the tragic story of Maya Kowalski and her family. In 2016, Jack and Beata Kowalski take their daughter, Maya, to John, Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm-hmm. She's 10 years old. She's admitted to the ER with severe stomach cramps and just pain everywhere. Well, instead of this quick hospital stay where they give her what she needs, shit goes bad. She's taken away from her parents and kept at the hospital. So Beata, the mother, she's a registered nurse, and she tells the doctors that her daughter has been diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome, which is called CRPS. But none of the doctors there have ever heard of this. And she tells her that the, them that the way to relieve her pain, the treatment for this, is a high dose of ketamine. And... The, the doctors are like, that kind of a dosage to a 10-year-old, that's nuts. We're not doing that. That's like abuse. And that's when they call in Dr. Sally Smith, a medical director of the Child Protection Team of Pinellas County, Florida. So she comes in, talks to the parents, or to the dad and the daughter for all of like 10 minutes, decides this is a case of parental medical child abuse and decides that the mom has Munchausen by proxy and they take the daughter away from the parents right then and there. Uh, Mom wasn't even there at the hospital actually. She was at work and on the phone talking to them because she's the medical professional of the family. It it is just a long-ass battle of the parents trying to get the proper medical treatment for their daughter's condition while the medical staff feels that the girl is faking it because her mom has told her to do this and the county the judges won't let mom have contact with the daughter and the daughter's in the hospital in pain and just her they're worried that her condition's going to deteriorate faster because this was a relapse from her previous when they when they were treating her with a different doctor who found out what she had and this this kind of shit goes on across the country where parents are convicted of abuse when there is no abuse because they've taken their kid to the ER and the hospital decides somebody at the hospital decides that these parents are abusing the kid and many parents have gone to jail for it and it's destroyed families and this is mm. like oh this is this made me so angry watching this because of how the parents were treated and how the doctors were just flat out believed and the mom because she's a medical professional she like documented everything every doctor visit every everything all dosages of every time she gave her any medication or anything like she recorded phone calls she had a notebook of all the medical stuff, all this evidence of what their daughter had. 
and how it mm-hmm. should be treated and how she got better with these medications and all that. But none of that mattered. None of the doctors believed that mom knew how to treat this kid, even though she's a nurse. Okay. Uh, I, I... Yeah, so I, I people should be watching this to know what is going on legally and with the medical community because they have a lawsuit now against Johns Hopkins and uh, they're, they finally got a trial date that's this coming September. Wow. And how old is the case again? Um, oh, it's, well, it all started in 2016. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is a documentary where? This is a documentary. It's on Netflix. It is called Take Care of Maya. My wow. therapist told me about this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then I feel absolutely like an asshole for the next thing I'm going to review. So no, why it's don't okay. You do I one got a more. couple. Okay, I will do another one. It's uh, I we also watched Bird Box Barcelona. Oh yeah, I read that yes. they were doing this. It's a uh, kind of a sequel, but not really a sequel because this obviously takes place in Spain. Bird Box Barcelona. Hello. Um, and it happens at the exact same time everything that Sandra Bullock's going through is happening. This world, the world is plagued, like the whole world gets plagued by these mysterious force creatures, whatever the hell they are. We don't really know. We never really get to know what it is. And they're manipulating people's brains and their negative emotions, making them commit suicide. Was essentially what these creatures are doing. And that's why you have to shut your eyes? Yeah, if you see them, if you see whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah, if you see whatever it is, that's when you get lose your mind and you kill yourself. Got it. Okay. Some people become violent and kill others. Some people we've discovered in this one, well, I think we discovered it in the last one too, they can see it and not lose their mind, but then they go around trying to make other people's look at it too. I, if you remember that from the first one. I never saw the first one. Oh, well, okay. Some people can see, can watch, see these creatures and survive, not kill themselves, but then they become, I don't know, like those thi- those creatures, whatever they are, are like... Those creatures, bitches. Yeah, they're, they're like a god force and they've created a religion around them or something. You must see the heavenly creature that will kill you, whatever. So... What do you, okay, did you see the original Bird Box? Oh, yeah, yeah, we watched the first one already, way back when it came out. Did you like it? I can't remember. It was okay. I mean, it was a little weird, but it was okay. I mean, Because it's kind of almost like a reverse quiet place. Instead of having to be quiet, you had to go blind, basically, to save your life. Yes, you have to be, you have to be blind to keep yourself from getting attacked by whatever this is and also but also it is attracted by noise so you also kind of have to be quiet too yeah yeah so it it, but it is kind of like that quiet place yeah okay so how is barcelona well without getting too deep yeah yeah, how is it different i don't want to give anything away it's different in the angle of the person we're following so sandra bullock we're following she doesn't know what's going on, and she's trying to... Uh, she had kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to... That much I remember. Yeah, she's trying to follow the kids. And this other guy, 
Sebastian. Um, well, if I, if I tell you, it'll give it away. But, well, um, don't give it away. Fuck yeah, so we're, we're following this guy from a different angle of everything going on. And, well, it's in Barcelona. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Got it. It's in Barcelona. So do you recommend... So it, it is in Spanish. There is a, um, a dub track. There's a young girl who speaks German in this. And there's uh-huh. a woman who's actually speaking in English. So, like, they were on vacation in Barcelona when all this shit went down. So, uh, it, if you listen to the dubbed English track, it, it I feel that didn't take anything away from it. All right. But did you like the movie? I liked it. I thought it was good. It was fun. It was a fun thing to watch. And it definitely set things up as if there's going to be more of them. Because uh, I thought I saw some s- story somewhere that they are going to be doing this, a la Money Heist. Oh, okay. Money Heist, Korea, ah, like Bird Box, Bird Box, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. They're doing different world well, versions of the same story. Well, that would make sense, maybe, with how yeah. they're continuing, how they ended this to where there should be more to learn. There's more to learn. Mm. Yeah. Mm, great. And you said, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. It's not All terrible. Right. I mean, if you're scrolling through Netflix and you just can't find anything and you hit this, there's no harm in stopping to watch it um, if you just want some uh, horror type thing. Got it. So speaking of scrolling on Netflix, Mm -hmm. so a while back, last, well, earlier this year, this movie ain't even fucking that old. It came out in March. Uh, the movie 65. Oh, yes, 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 yes. With yes. Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. And it's on Netflix now. And he plays... All right. Follow me, people. Mm-hmm. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> Adam Driver and his people, who look exactly like humans, they are humanoid. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, have the same shit problems that we do. And Adam Driver's daughter has some type of disease. So he agrees to go on a two-year mission to make enough money so she can get treatment. Okay. What he's transporting are other humanoids from point A to point B. Okay. All right. So while going through the solar system... Uh, he's hit by an asteroid field, and his ship crash lands on prehistoric Earth. Dum dum dum. Oh my God! That's not a secret. Is it just that... him? So then ah, he okay. finds out that the other survivor of the crash is a little girl. So there was only two of them who survived. There are two of them who survived. Okay. But. And and now here's the thing. So he comes from a futuristic society where everybody's got space travel and shit. Mm-hmm. And you crash land on prehistoric Earth 65 million years ago. Laura and I looked at each other like, this is some boring shit. <laughs> Until he looks up. Mm. And he sees something in the sky mm. get brighter and brighter bigger and it turns out he is just days away from the asteroid that eliminated the dinosaurs oh shit now that is the exact point in the movie 
where it gets better. Okay. Because not only is it a is it a struggle for survival on prehistoric Earth where bugs and shit, like a like, like some type of prehistoric fucking mosquito kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to escape the planet because the asteroid is coming. Is it worth a watch? You know, the movie grew on me. And and it grew on me. It, it is not a new story at all. It's basically taking bits of Predator, bits of Jurassic Park, bits of just crash landy type movies and, and, you know, kind of mixing them up in a bowl and cooking them up. But like I said, where it gets interesting is the asteroid. Mm. So then it becomes a race against time, and, and that's when there's a little bit more urgency to it, which makes it far more interesting. So like Patty, if you, fo- if you find it, and, you've, and it's literally only like 93 minutes long, it is not a long movie at all, go ahead. Especially if you have a good sound system, because, first of all, it's one of those fucking movies where the dialogue is low, but the special effects are high in the volume. Okay. So I always turned it up to hear what Adam Driver was saying, and then, you know, shit would explode or come after them, and I'd have to turn it down again. But it's okay. I, I, and I, and I got to say it's okay. I would tentatively say, yes, watch it. But please don't rush to see it. Because I would have been pissed if I had paid $17 for this in a movie theater. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what I got. My last one is a docu-series. Four episodes on Netflix. It's called Mer People. This is a documentary about people who want to become professional mermaids. Oh, my God. I must right? watch this as right? soon as fucking possible. Yes. <laughs> it, it's only four episodes. Each one's like an hour piece. So it's not it's not going to take forever for you to watch this. Uh, it focuses mostly on four different people who are working towards their careers of professional mermaid. The first one is Sparkles. Mermaid Sparkles. She live considers herself a landlocked mermaid uh, because she lives in Arkansas, and there's not a whole lot of mermaid jobs in Arkansas, so she's what? Trying. Are you kidding me? I am not Get kidding the you. Fuck out I am of not here. kidding you. Right, Arkansas right, has a right? has a has a low employment rate for mermaids. Yeah. Shit, didn't even know that. Um, That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Another performer we follow is uh, Shea Mon- Monique. She is the founder of the Society of Fat Mermaids. She is promoting body positivity through those who dream to be a uh, mermaid performer. See, now I am already on board. Mm-hmm. Because if my fat ass can have a fin and just swim in the water and be beautiful to people, I'm on board. Well, these custom tales can cost anywhere from 2500 to 5000 dollars. 
fuck it, I am off the train. I no longer want to be a mermaid. I've got more shit that I can spend my five grand on. And one of the other people we follow is the guy who makes some of these tales. His name is Eric Ducharme, and he is a called the his business is the Mer Tailor. He is um he followed back back when he was a kid uh, somewhere in Florida. There was this there was the Wikiwachi. It's a national park, and they since the '60s they've employed mermaids, girls to swim in their in the water there and perform. They were the Wikiwachi mermaids, and he became a merman at that attraction when he was 13. He's got Tourette's, and being in the water helps him with his Tourette's. Well, he, after having a lot of ear, nose, throat infections from all the the underwater stuff and being forced to work even when you have an ear infection or whatever, he has bought an old furniture store and is has converted it to a tourist attraction including a big ass tank where people can come see a mermaid show and he holds an audition and sparkles and uh Shea Monique come come join in on the audition there and then there's a few others in some of the other other episodes that we follow on their mermaid journey it's a small community Made of a bunch no. of people who is it a small community? Uh, right. I know, shocker, right? This is Sh- shock. This is just something to watch. This was really, it was very entertaining, and I learned a lot about people, a, a whole community I didn't even know existed. And it is, a, it was a lot of fun. This one is a lot of fun, and. Yes, if you want some uplifting unicorn chaser type stuff, Mer People, the docu series on Netflix, is definitely where you're gonna get that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really gonna fucking watch that. Because... Uh, you should. You really should watch it because it's. It's fun. It was a fun, fun thing to watch. Okay. So, one thing that we really need to talk about is that the actors have gone on strike. They have. Yes. Um, so, for those of you who do not know or sometimes do not care, SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild, and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTRA, have gone on strike. They joined the Writers Guild of America, the WGA, in striking. Basically, Hollywood is shut down. And SAG-AFTRA, they're seeking a new contract that is going to account for the realities of streaming as well as the risks of digital technologies So, in other words, just reading this here, the Guild would like increased performer-based compensation, which union leaders say has declined dramatically as entertainment companies pivot away from paying out residuals, a type of royalty that was more common when popular shows were sold into syndication instead of banked exclusively on streaming services. 
So, deals, when you see a t an old TV show on TV, some actor somewhere is getting a residual check. But because those things are moving to streaming services, actors are getting screwed. Mm hmm um, also, uh, SAG-AFTRA is alarmed by the rise of AI and tools that could create digital composites of popular stars. Of any person who's an actor. Yes, and that includes voiceover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are making AI-generated songs. Yes. So, I support this strike. I do, too. And, and I support this strike because, yes, on the face of it, you are, you're hearing about big-time actors who are millionaires. But, on the sur but, but when you dig down deep into it, there are actors out there who are union members who work day-to-day. -day. And when they work day-to-day, -day, they get paid, you know, what they get paid per project. They are gig workers. Yeah. And they have the same instability, actually more instability than a lot of people because they are gig workers. Yeah. Um, and the more protections they have, the better. Because I thought it was a cool thing to actually have shit streaming, but that cuts out on residuals. And there are a lot of studios out there that don't pay people because they say they're not making money on a film. It's all creative financing. When in actuality, they're making millions and they just don't want to pay people. So we support the SAG-AFTRA strike. Plus, we want to see the Writers Guild get what's coming to them because writers, you know, they create the shit that actors act. So anyhow, I would love to know what you guys think about this, though. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on the Contact Us button, or hit us up on social media... And let us know what you think of the writers and, and actors strike. Do you agree with it? Do you not agree with it? And why? But it's important. And, you know, it, they have to come to some type of thing. And the reason we're bringing this up is because, quite frankly, there may not be a lot of shit to watch in the fall because of this. And Patty and Bill are going to be doing a whole lot of, well, this movie came out in 2009. Here's and, some Korean yeah. dramas you can watch while there's nothing to watch. So please, people, let's get this strike oh, done. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just, I'm not kidding. Anyway, uh, no, I'm kidding about not <laughs> kidding. Sorry. So I had seen something somewhere that in order to be able to qualify if you're a, a SAG-AFTRA member, to qualify for the health insurance, you have to work a certain number of days of the year, mm -hmm. earn a certain amount, and the percentage of people in the union who do not meet that requirement is pretty it's, high. It's huge. It's because huge. Because there's a lot of actors, and it's hard to get jobs. So, yeah. And then when you get one, I mean, you're not paid enough because of these things they're complaining about and th this is why i support them it's not about you know the rich people being rich of the rich actors who get paid millions per movie that we all know their names this is about all those other actors that you're yeah. seeing working hard and doing all the shit and on commercials and other projects that you're not looking at 
So you have a choice when you're an actor to either stay Mm non-union and potentially get more work, but none of the protections, insurance or whatever, you just get paid a one-time buyout check and you're done. Or you can go union where there might be less work, but it's more lucrative and there are certain protections involved. Mm -hmm. However, there are less union jobs. And especially if you're a day player, if you're if you're a struggling actor out in Hollywood and you get a, a spot on a TV show, okay, that's great. That'll pay your bills for one month, maybe two, and then you're back out on the street looking for more work. This is for these guys. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's an important time in Hollywood. Yeah. And as as strange as that sounds, it's it's an important time. There is another thing I don't remember where I saw it. And I don't remember who shared it, but it was some kind of a, a, what the actors are asking for in regards to AI, some one of the streamers had offered some actors like a one-time check to have their, their persona like uh, scanned in, whatever, to create AI. And then mm-hmm. that platform or whatever had the rights to use that that uh, persona in any in way perpetuity. they wanted forever yep and i thought and what is that fucking bullshit yeah that's that's fucked up so when you go to a movie and you see an and rest in peace carrie fisher and peter cushing mm-hmm. When you go to see Rogue One and you see Carrie Fisher at the end of it, it's not Carrie Fisher. It's AI creating Carrie Fisher. And the technology is getting better. Now, you can tell that that is a CGI performance. You know, Peter Cushing has been taking the dirt nap for decades now, but he also was in uh, Rogue One. Or his image was in Rogue One because his character was. What I would like to know is, did his estate actually get paid for that? Hmm. See, that's the issue. Hmm? And as it gets better, to use somebody's image or voice in perpetuity however you want to. That's fucked up shit. It's I mean, fucked so up and who wrong. Owns my likeness, me or these people who scan me into the machine. And therein lies yeah. the issue. I should only I own the rights to my image, not not the studio. And no. you, and contractually you should be able to say I Patty grant you mega Hollywood studio because the watch list with Patty and Bill is going to become a major motion picture someday. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> as I dream and envision this and make it reality. <laughs> but you can use my likeness only in these circumstances for this period of time on this medium. Exactly. Only for this project in this way. In this way, period, for a period of blank Mm -hmm. after that you're done you gotta pay me again for the next project that's right and that's the kind of shit they're fighting for and that's the way it should be 
Because you got to pay me for each movie I do. Mm -hmm. Just because you can digitally create me now doesn't mean you can't don't have to pay me. And you would be surprised, because I also do voiceover, you know this, mm -hmm. how many jobs there are, jobs in air quotes there are, and I won't go into much of a tangent about this, but how many jobs are out there looking for people to become AI voices that are willing to pay shit? Well, yeah, because people are thinking, ooh, I could do that, and not realizing they're just recording your voice, and now they could use, make it you talking on anything, saying whatever they want you to say. And the key words, online, in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. It's scary out so there. So if they want your voice to be in some, I don't know, porno... Now they got the rights to it because you let them for five bucks. Yes, exactly right. And you have no, not only do you not have say in it, but you also don't get paid for it because you've already been paid your pittance. And you may or may not even know that exists until some employer looks you up and they find out you're spewing some racist bullshit <laughs> somewhere. Spew. Yeah. You're spewing yes. some racist bullshit somewhere because someone got a yeah. hold of your files and have made it so that you're the one saying it. That's right. Yep. So that is why we support this strike. Mm -hmm. um, so buckle in, people. It may be a very sparse fall in terms of especially new shit of to Of U.S. Watch. content. Of U.S. content. And this is why a lot of actors just walked off the red carpets. The minute they said we were going to strike, they walked off. You and you cannot promote the movies that you're yeah, working on. Yeah, and the Emmys too. might not actually happen now. Now that they've already yep. been announced. Yep. So, make sure. And here is where I get. Here is where I get a little bit like selfish. The stuff that we reviewed on this show, go to the watchlistpod.com, and look at Patty's pages. Because if there's not new shit to watch, there's old shit to watch. And if you need something that's new to you, you can find stuff there. And if you want to find out what we thought about it, listen to the back episode that, that features those reviews. Mm -hmm. Now, that's as self-serving as I'm going to get. But in the meantime, yeah, it's, you know... You you love the I love the bear. You love the bear. I we do. may not get the bear season three for another couple of years because of this. Yeah. So yeah. there yeah. you go. With no writers and no actors, it's going to be hard. Yeah. But yes, but the the while you're sitting there getting all pissed off while you don't have season three of the bear, just think of the writer that has to write it. And how and much the they aren't getting have paid to, to do it. it. Yeah. And the yeah. actors who are getting fucked over trying to to do it yeah yeah all right so that's it that's all we got another shorty today <laughs> hopefully patty edits out my voice so this show becomes actually five minutes of podcast no. <laughs> I don't know. i'm all just fired up and i had a lot of liquor today oh actually. look at you well folks you guys take care thank you very much for listening again and we will catch you next time yeah Okay. Okay, okay bye. bye.